You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. There are historical reports mentioned in Sunni sources that she expressed joy, happiness when she heard the news of Imam Ali being struck. I'll share that with you. Abu al-Faraj al-Isfahani, Sunni scholar, in his book Al-Aghani, it's a a history book. Uh, He's the the author of Al-Aghani, that's his most famous book. He has a book called Maqatil al-Talibiyin, it's a history book. He He mentions this hadith there. He says, when Aisha was informed that Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib was killed, she basically recited Arabic lines of poetry that express contentment and happiness. She was so, she was um, basically, she asked who killed him? They told him, Rajulun bin Murad. Ibn Muljam al-Muradi, Ibn Muljam, a man from the tribe of Murad killed him. Basically she said another line of poetry praising what he did. A woman, this is Sunni hadith, a woman came to her, she said you have the audacity to say that about Ali? She said, I forgot, I forgot, sorry, remind me, remind me. What do you make of this hadith? Sunni scholar in his work of hadith, he says when Aisha heard the news of Imam Ali being struck and who killed him, she expressed her joy. When she expressed her satisfaction and joy, a woman told her, you have the audacity to express joy at the killing of Ali? Ali ibn Abi Talib? She's like, oh, oh, I forgot. Uh, Forgive me, forgive me, I forgot. I'm not judging here, you make of this hadith whatever you'd like to make of it, but this is mentioned in our history sources. So with this type of reaction that she had, how can we fully trust and believe that she really repented? She's expressing happiness at the killing of Imam Ali Ibn al-Athir also narrates this, Ibn al-Athir is a famous Sunni historian, he has the book Al-Kamil, Volume 3, page 394, he mentions the lines of poetry that she recited and that she expressed happiness at the death of Imam Ali. And then when she was rebuked, she's like, oh, I I forget, sorry, I made a mistake, you know, you, you should correct me when I make these mistakes. What kind of a mistake is that? This is Ali ibn Abi Talib, not some uh, anonymous person. This is Ali ibn Abi Talib, how can you forget and give a reaction like that? Imagine somebody they're told your father died or your great uncle died and the person celebrates and then when someone tells him, hey what are you doing? Oh, oh sorry I forgot, who, who does Who does that? Yes? That's another reason why would you want somebody who's forgetful or somebody who needs you to correct their mistakes as like a leader? That's even a better point, if someone is claiming that they mis- make mistakes in these serious matters, why would I follow them? and consider them as a source of authority, religious authority. Let me choose someone who doesn't make mistakes like that and doesn't forget like that. 
Why should I trust her with my deen when she forgets like that? That's another good point. Yes, brother. Yes, something that I want to like ask or just point out. For this um, hadith, was this in a place where it was like openly she said this or somebody visited her house and heard her? Like what was the context for them saying that somebody would have heard her? See, Ibn al-Athir doesn't elaborate. He says, When Aisha heard about the death of Ali, doesn't say where that happened or um, exactly what happened. Where she was, Allah knows. But the woman, according to Ibn al-Athir's version, that woman who rebuked her was Zainab bint Abi Salama, the daughter of Umm Salama. She told her, how can you say that about Ali ibn Abi Talib? She's like, oh, I forgot, you know. So she was maybe somewhere in the Prophet's house or the masjid. We don't know, it doesn't say. So my second thing was asking about this. Do they ever mention in the Sunni hadith where she showed remorse or regret that she led many people astray, not just, you know, to be injured or like they got killed. I mean, thousands, this was one of the bloodiest battles I did. No, she does not express, you know, remorse at people deviating from the truth. That's not something she admits to. Yeah, she shows remorse about the battle, people getting killed, the fitna that happened, she does, right? But the fact that people deviated and now we have to go back to the path of Ali, no. She falls short of uh, stating something like that. And that's why we doubt her repentance. <coughs> Sorry, last thing, even like, I feel like even our Ahlul Bayt, they never praised or like were happy when somebody died. Like to have that like hate in your heart, especially for somebody who was so dear to the Prophet. Yeah, someone so dear to the Prophet, someone whom is, is the Caliph who represents the Prophet how, how do you express joy at his death, you know? That's, that's troublesome, that really is troublesome, you know, I would not want to follow someone like that. Abu al-Faraj al-Isfahani, that same Sunni scholar which you mentioned, he also mentions, and this is disturbing, it's very disturbing, but, uh, but this is our history, we need to mention it, that when she heard Imam Ali was killed, sajadat lillahi shakiratan, she fell in sujood thanking Allah. I'm not going to follow someone who rejoices at the death of Ali ibn Abi Talib, especially when Sunni sources, I'll mention them for you, have mentioned that hating Imam Ali is a sign of hypocrisy. I'm not sharing now any Shia hadith here, Sunni hadith, yes. Uh, the one where when Imam Ali died and she shared with Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, was that a Sunni source as well? Yeah, this is Abu al-Faraj al-Isfahani. He mentions this in his book, Maqatil al-Talibin, that there are reports when she heard of Imam Ali's death, she fell in sujood thanking Allah. Yeah, this is a Sunni source, not a Shia source. I'll share with you three or four sources from Sunni books, top hadith books, that the one who hates Ali is a munafiq, is a hypocrite. Ahmed ibn Hanbal, he mentions this hadith from the Prophet He has a book, Ahmed ibn Hanbal, called Fada'il al-Sahaba, The Virtues of the Companions. Volume 2, page 619. He says, there is a hadith from the Prophet The Prophet said to Ali, La yuhibbuka illa mu'min, only the believer loves you, wa la illa munafiq, and the hypocrite 
hates you. Another source that we have is in Sahih Muslim. Here you have one of the two Sahihs. In his book, Kitab al-Iman, he narrates a hadith from Imam Ali salam. Imam Ali made an oath, I swear by Allah, the one who created people and gave life. This is a covenant the Prophet gave me. The Prophet said this. And la illa mu'min wala illa munafiq. Only the true believers love me and the hypocrites hate me. So we have hadiths in Sahih sources of Sunnis, like Sahih Muslim, that the one who hates Ali is what? Hypocrite, Hypocrite Munafiq. Now I'll just ask you an academic question. Let's put the emotions on the side. The one who mobilizes armies against Imam Ali, who stands trying to literally kill Ali ibn Abi Talib and telling the people to fight him, and the one who rejoices when the death of Imam Ali is announced to them, and the one who never went back to the people to make amends and say, Ali is on the right path, follow him. Does this person seem like he loves Ali ibn Abi Talib or hates Ali ibn Abi Talib? And what does the Prophet say? You make the judgment here. Why would I follow someone like that? Why should I consider someone like that as a source of my deen and praise them day and night. Why? That's not, that's not, that's not the sunnah of the Prophet Even more disturbing, Ibn Abi al-Hadid al-Mu'tazili, who's a Sunni Mu'tazili scholar, he has a commentary on Nahj al He says, I heard this from my own teachers, Sunni teachers he's talking about. He says, when Fatima السلام, passed away, the wives of the Prophet, they gathered in the funeral to express their condolences and their sorrow. They were all present except Aisha. She did not attend. She adharat maradhan, basically she pretended to be sick, so she wouldn't attend the funeral. And Ibn Abi al-Hadith says, she said a statement that indicates she was happy with the death of Fatima. He doesn't tell us exactly what she said, so we're not going to put words in her mouth, we don't know what she said. But there are Sunni scholars who are saying that she said something that indicated her joy at the death of Fatima. And this is the beloved daughter of Rasulullah. Why would I follow someone who's going to do that when the Prophet's own daughter passes away? Another interesting conversation between Umm Salama and Aisha. Umm Salama was very critical of Aisha. Umm Salama, the wife of the Prophet, who's very high ranking. Ibn Abi al-Hadid, he also mentions this narration in his book, uh, the commentary on Nahj al-Balagha. He basically tells us about the hadith that there was an argument between Umm Salama and Aisha, and Umm Salama was rebuking Aisha, why are you mobilizing people against Ali? Stay out of this, so this is not appropriate. 
Then she told her, O Aisha, do you not remember an incident that happened between us, the Prophet and Imam Ali Let me remind you of something. Remember when once the Prophet was having an intimate conversation with Imam Ali because at night usually the Prophet would sit with, would, would sit with Imam Ali for hours giving him his knowledge. Um Salama confirms this, many other wives of the Prophet they confirm this. So Um Salama is telling Aisha, remember when one night the Prophet was in your house and Ali ibn Abi Talib was with him and he was talking to him privately you went and you stormed into the room, I had warned you, don't do that Aisha, give them their privacy. You stormed into the room and you went to Ali ibn Abi Talib and you disrespected him and you told him, Ali, I'm one of nine wives of the Prophet, I have one night out of nine and you're taking it from me. <laughs> Remember when you did that? How did the Prophet react to what you did? فَأَقْبَلَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَآلِهِ Aisha saying this, that the Prophet came to me, his face was full of anger and he told me go back. No, anybody who hates Ali ibn Abi Talib is not a true mu'min. Um Salam is telling you, remember, remember that day? So why are you now mobilizing people against Imam Ali? The Prophet told you directly that if you hate Ali or you show enmity to Ali, you cannot be a true mu'min. See, she was warned. She was warned about all of these, but she didn't care. She still went to, you know, uh, Jaman. Tabari narrates this. This is another interesting one. Tabari is the famous Sunni historian, volume one. Page 1801, he attributes a hadith to Aisha that once Aisha said the Prophet came out and he was walking between two of his relatives. One of them is Al-Fadl ibn al-Abbas, the cousin of the Prophet. وَرَجُلٌ akhar, and another man who was with the Prophet, Aisha saying, Al-Fadl and another man, Ibn Abbas, who's the cousin of the Prophet, he says to the narrator who narrates the hadith, do you know who's that other man? Do you know who that other man is that Aisha refuses to mention him? He's like, no, I don't know, she didn't say. He's like, that's Ali ibn Abi Talib. However, she cannot mention him in goodness. She couldn't mention him positively. So even if she says an incident like Imam Ali was very close to the Prophet, yeah, another man. Clearly a person like that does not love Ali ibn Abi Talib Now there is this point about her jealousy of Khadija. I'd like to mention this. See, it's completely normal for a woman to feel jealous of other co-wives. Adi, right? It's normal. But for you to feel jealous 
of a woman who stood with Rasulullah in Mecca when no one stood with him, who gave her wealth to Islam and Islam became successful through her wealth and she's been long deceased, yet you hear her name and you burn with jealousy, Habibi you've got a problem, that's not normal, she's dead, she's not in your way, Islam that you claim to be a believer in became successful through her efforts, yet when the Prophet would praise Khadija, Aisha would go insane out of her jealousy, that is not normal, it's normal if there's another co-wife, she's alive, she's beautiful, the Prophet treats her nicely, okay it's normal for you to, to have some, some healthy level of jealousy, okay even unhealthy level, it's normal, but not a woman who died 10 years ago in Mecca, yani that, that, that shows a disease in the heart, Bukhari narrates, this is a hadith from Bukhari, look at the source, Aisha says, ma ghirtu ala kama ghirtu ala I did not become jealous of any other wife of the Prophet like I did with Khadija, because the Prophet would constantly praise her, and Allah informed the Prophet that Khadija has a place in heaven. Yani she knows the Prophet has said Khadija is in heaven. Like, how do you be jealous of someone in heaven? This is not normal. This is not normal. Someone whom you know your Prophet loves, Allah loves, Allah took her to paradise. Like, she's pa she passed away, she's deceased, she's gone. And she says, I don't have jealousy like I have of Khadija. You're not a normal person, Habibi, you're not. There are healthy levels of jealousy, this is not healthy, this is, I don't know what you call this, why would I follow a woman like that? In another hadith, Bukhari, Bukhari narrates, she basically says the same thing, you know, I, my greatest object of jealousy is Khadija, and then she says sometimes the Prophet will slaughter a sheep, and he would, you know, cut the meat into parts, and then he would send it to the friends of Khadija. And the Prophet says, I love who loved Khadija and who was a friend with Khadija. So Khadija, the friends she had, to show his love for Khadija, the Prophet would give them gifts. That disturbed Aisha and that would make her insanely jealous. Also Aisha narrates this hadith, this is in Bukhari, Hala, the sister of who? Khadija, she came to see the Prophet, so she came to the Prophet's house seeking permission to see the Prophet, when the Prophet heard that this is Hala, he said Allahumma Hala, this is Hala, this is Hala, the sister of Khadija, she said Fagirt, I became jealous and I told him, Ma min min why are you so infatuated with an old hag? Ajuz means an old hag, one of the old women of Quraysh, you know she even insults the facial features of Khadija, she died, she's I don't, I don't even know how you translate that in English, 
like she perished in history and Allah gave you better than her. This is Bukhari my dear brothers, Bukhari, not Kafi, Bukhari. Ahmed ibn Hatta, see Bukhari cuts it there because Bukhari doesn't want to, us to show the reaction, to see the reaction of the Prophet. But Ahmed ibn Hanbal, the, the Sunni scholar of Hadith, he tells us the reaction of the Prophet. He says, فَتَغَيَّرَ وَجْهُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ تَغَيُّرًا مَا كُنْتُ أَرَاهُ إِلَّا عِنْدَ نُزُولِ الْوَحِي Aisha says the Prophet's face changed. I would never see him change his face like that except when he'd receive revelation. Like when he'd receive revelation, you know the seriousness? And then basically the Prophet in other hadith told her, no Aisha, don't ever say that. Allah did not replace Khadija with better woman. She stood when everyone abandoned me and through her I have children. From none of you do I have children. My dear brothers and sisters, when you hear that, what do you make of it? it tell me, is this jealousy normal? Another aspect of her hatred towards the Ahlul Bayt, Imam Al-Hasan, wasn't he the beloved of Rasulullah? Doesn't Abu Huraira state in Bukhari that whenever the Prophet, whenever I'd see Al-Hasan, I would cry because I remember the Prophet embracing him, kissing him, loving him. Isn't Imam Al-Hasan Sayyid Shabab Ahlul Jannah? Well, Ibn Asakir, Sunni historian, he narrates, that when Imam Al-Hasan was martyred, when he died, Aisha showed enmity to Imam Al-Hasan and basically she prevented Imam Al-Hasan from being buried next to Rasulullah, next to his own grandfather. She's like, no, there's only three, my father Abu Bakr, Umar and the Prophet, they're buried in the same room, I will not have Al-Hasan be the fourth. <laughs> Al-Hasan is Sayyid Shabab where? Jannah, he's the master of the youth of paradise and that's how you treat him? Well good luck trying to get into that paradise when Al-Hasan is the master of it. Good luck when you showed enmity to him. Other hadiths indicate that she showed enmity to Imam Al-Hasan and she did not want him to be buried there. And by the way Aisha had no right to prevent him, it's not her house. When the Prophet left, his rooms get divided amongst his daughter Lady Fatima and his wives. She took much more than her share, but she had political power. Her dad's the Khalifa, who's gonna stop her? She had no right to have Abu Bakr and Umar buried there and to prevent Imam al-Hassan. She, that was confiscated property, usurped property that she took. And she hit his with Arabs, right? No, she didn't hit his janazah with the, the Umayyads did, but she was okay with it. Imam al-Hassan before they buried him in the Baqi' his body was shot with arrows. Aisha didn't shoot him but, but she mobilized the Umayyads, she sided with Marwan against Imam al-Hassan. She told him no, 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 he's not being buried, take him somewhere else. She was okay with what happened to Imam al-Hassan. 